Welcome to today's Big Idea Show with Greg Stubbs. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me in. So I'm sure lots of people will know of you, but for those who don't, Greg is an artist and illustrator. Is that yeah. the right way to describe you? Uh, many ways to describe me, but those are some of them for sure. <laughs> okay, and today's conversation is going to be around making your mark, both in an artistic sense and in a wider sense of what it means to be human and make our mark right definitely okay we're going to be talking about that a bit more after these titles you're listening to the big idea show featured supporter bullfish glass services are bespoke high-end glass manufacturers offering outstanding quality and service to help you bring your construction or interior design ideas to life they share our vision and values of giving people the opportunity to learn, grow and discover their Eureka moment. Greg, welcome to the hot seat. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you um, actually commented, didn't you, on Brit's video that we did a little while back and I thought, ah, got to get you on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, Bridget is amazing. And uh, she obviously commented about me as well, which is always nice. So, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I thought, what better way to flow from one to the other? Um, yeah. And I've seen your work online for probably years, actually, when I think about it, and seeing all the stuff all over the place. So I thought, yes, actually. So it's a perfect time for comment. Thank you. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Um, our, you're here for the first person as our new theme of audiences and engagement. Because I guess as an artist, that's a key thing, isn't it, for you, is if you create work, especially kind of street art, anything like that, that if no one's listening or watching, you're kind of talking into a void, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of my work is, is street-based, so um, it is about being seen or being noticed in, in some way or another. You know, graffiti, uh, a lot of uh, that comes from... Uh, just being able to make a mark for for anyone to see, whether it's a mark that actually means anything specific or not, you're just putting something out there in order for it to be received, mm. essentially, in the same way as a conversation yeah. or trying to, to say anything to anybody. You make a mark on a wall and that instantly affects anybody that walks past it mm. and actually takes it into their line of sight. Yeah, has an impact on... I guess is that the thing with street art has an impact on people even who might not otherwise have come into contact with your work because you're making it public and yeah absolutely I mean they've got to be careful to not do it just as a kind of billboard mm -hmm. you know I, I make it because I want to make it and it just happens to be in the public realm mm -hmm. um, I, but that that is for the the other person in the conversation so that's for the viewer but it's more for myself yeah and that it allows me uh, greater kind of freedom and kind of power in what I do rather mm. than being afraid to do it and hiding, mm. you know, hiding in your room or hiding in your studio and doing a lot of drawings is great up to a point and it gets you technically able to do more. Yeah. But when you put things in front of a mass audience that are seeing it all of the time, you have to try to raise your game all the time and try mm. to give something out that people are going to somehow appreciate yeah and or I... dislike you know either way yeah. one or the other yeah Ultimately, there's just there's... nowhere in between for sure yeah. yeah there's an audience they've got to engage in some way even if it's love or hate or 
indifference, but yeah, I'm definitely well, hopefully not indifference. That's the that's the. the <laughs> but it's still a chosen thing, response, isn't it? I it's suppose so. Yeah, you know, you can walk past something and and it means nothing to choose. you. Absolutely, you uh, can't not see something sometimes, can you? So it's yeah, you're choosing to not see it. For sure. And if you are doing it for yourself, then then indifference shouldn't really matter, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Wow. OK, I'm going to go on to quick fire questions because I know that we're yeah, just going to yeah, get yeah, carried yeah, away. Go so let's yeah, get them done on. and then we'll get started on our main topic. So um, you are the first in our new line of questions. So um, hopefully they won't be too tricky. Right. Best audience you've ever delivered to or presented to? Um, I think the the general public outside of the the kind of the gallery realm probably so 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 people who don't necessarily always experience art okay nice uh what's the favorite your favorite thing about what you do um being able to to kind of wake up every morning and know that i'm going to do something different uh there is no nothing static about it it's mm. fairly continually different yeah like wake, wake up as a different person almost daily okay uh, if I wake up as the same person two days in a row, then it gets tired. Yeah, and I have a feeling our conversation will go that way a little yeah, bit yeah, later on. Sure. Okay, uh, best feedback or compliment you've ever received? Um, <laughs> uh, I guess feedback-wise, they're... Uh, or response. Uh, I've, can we go past this one? Sorry. Yes, we can skip this one. We can skip this one. If you think you'll think of something later yeah, on, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, like, it might come oh, up. Yeah, yeah for it sure. Yeah. Uh, who is your ideal audience? Uh, again, uh, people who, who wouldn't necessarily always see street art or mm-hmm. see illustration or see art in general. Mm-hmm. Um, often kids, like young okay. people, because yeah. they're open to the possibilities of anything that you make. Uh, they're not kind of uh, they've not been put into a state where they're conditioned into liking one thing and disliking another mm, you get a true genuine, response yeah exactly yeah okay great uh, how do you make work grab their attention I mean you you I do things large scale yeah. a lot of the time, and obviously that naturally does it. People mm-hmm. see things big, and they're you yeah. know that's very basic, but yeah. it's true. Um, but I think the subject matter and the narrative is a massive part of that. Mm-hmm. Giving some kind of story in in your work so that people can feel attached to it yeah. and wonder what is m- more to it. Yeah. Where, where, where the, whether there's anywhere else it goes. Make them think. And yeah, think yeah but not yeah. just think, but be involved in a piece of artwork but you feel like they're in it rather Mm. than standing in front of it yeah okay nice uh how do you engage with new audiences do you think and get people to listen uh it's a hard question yeah but but i think in in numerous ways really um quite often not just visual i think you have to give people as many opportunities to be involved as possible mm-hmm. and visual only gives you one opportunity mm-hmm. so i'm talking about using sound using smell using any any kind of means to get into someone's brain yeah any sensory means or uh, but and not just visual yeah. something where again people can feel like they're fully 
involved in it mm. that's what I got I think and that was what I had um, where you'd come up in conversation uh, with uh, Bridget was around um, the Charlton Light Festival oh, yeah, and yeah, when yeah. you said about sound that I instantly went there and thought of your work yeah, that was, sure. I can't remember what it was called, but I just remember going in and it was like the light was a really. I know that's visual, but it kind of feels like it gets no, you. No, it's definitely level, getting it? you beyond um, and just the sound visual. and the kind of animal noises, wasn't it? Or kind of forestry. Yeah, I mean, so it was called the matter mm-hmm. that that piece, um, and I was working with a company called Butch Auntie um, on projection mapping, mm-hmm. and projecting mapping onto three dimensional shape. Yeah. So really they're cool. making a character that actually kind of came to life, and people could hug it yeah. and get fully in it like yeah. really involved in it really and it cool. would speak to you and it would tell you tell you things I mean it would fart every now and again and things like <laughs> that as it. well <laughs> so but also I think that's really important when you're dealing with everybody yeah. allowing people to find things stupid or funny or, yeah. or ridiculous and just closing that gap not making it elitist at all mm. allowing people into it to the point where you're just making them feel as many different things as they mm. possibly can while yeah. being actually in your artwork. Without without them in it, yeah. the artwork is irrelevant. Mm. You know, you can stand there and look at that guy, the the matter, and that's doing something. Yeah. But if you until you actually get fully immersed in it, then then you're not really you're not it's not doing anything. It's not experiencing it like For sure. yeah. Okay, good. That's good stuff. I, I, is it still? Can people still see or engage with it anyway? No. I kind of want to. For anyone who missed it, I want to be Sadly able to put not. a link to yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's it's out of existence now. Aww. I mean, I imagine Strange Cargo probably there might be a link to it on their website. I'm not sure okay. for the last Cheriton Light Festival. Um, but yeah, no, it's very much an experience that you you had at that time, mm. and again, moving on to something else all the time. So yeah. that one's that one's past. Yeah, nice. I, that, I think it was right at the end because we'd seen the main stuff. It was kind of slightly off the, the yeah, main yeah, it was track, in the wasn't it? And yeah, we yeah, kind of yeah. came at it by chance. Went oh oh, it was right at the end. Well, what's this? And I was like, okay, yes, this is what I think yeah, was yeah. one of my favourite bits. Oh, cool. Thanks so, very cool. much. Okay, right. That is our quick fire questions Great. done. Uh, let's go on to our main topic then now, shall we, of um, making your mark. And we were chatting beforehand, weren't we? And you, you said this word, and I was, and then as we started talking, I was like, that's a great title and a great topic because it's so relevant to street art. Mm-hmm. But then as you were describing it around how we all have this innate human need to make our mark, like I'm, I want to make my mark in kind of using video and, and interviews and people wanting to make their mark in, they always have something to say or they're always producing work. And I thought that was really fascinating to hear your parallels with a very tangible kind of street art point of view, mm-hmm. but also maybe some of the history of street art and things like that. So can you tell us, yeah, can you tell for the listeners, because we've had a little bit of chat about it, haven't we, behind the yeah. scenes, on where this idea came from and kind of some of the other work you're doing that's led us to kind of go, yes, this is a great topic for discussion. OK, so, yeah, I mean, graffiti uh, in, in its essence is about mark making and it's about putting, putting something out there that, that people are going to either appeal to them or they're going to hate it. You know, it's done illegally in the first place and therefore you're, that you're already kind of irritating some people in in that sense but mm-hmm. it's also uh, from the the artist point of view not just ego it's just, it's not just about being seen mm-hmm. it's about needing to get something out of you yeah get something onto a surface that is going to be seen 
or not seen yeah you know I, and uh, and that's the same in virtually anything I think I think in my own work outside of street art mm-hmm. graffiti illustration is an intrinsic need like an addiction or like mm. an illness essentially that makes you have to do it yeah an I, inbuilt I'm, self-expression that Absolutely. We have to contribute to the world in yeah. some way, right? Absolutely, but I, I, I'm not even sure if it's about contributing to the world. It's not necessarily, again, for anybody else. If I didn't do it, if no one was looking, mm-hmm. that would make it, uh, you know, uh, not as interesting, but I'd still have to do it. Yeah. You know, I think it has to come out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, otherwise, something, I don't know what happens because it's never not come out before. Yeah. But I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's not something I ever want to experience. Mm. Um, so marks, I think, are something that everybody has a need to, 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 to make, whether it's doodling while you're on the telephone, mm-hmm. back in the old days when you had a handheld telephone, you know. <laughs> and you couldn't go anywhere, exactly, so you couldn't yeah, wander around yeah, like we all do sure. nowadays, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, or sitting, you know, sitting on the toilet and drawing on the back of the toilet door, yeah. or, you know, messages that aren't necessarily for a specific person, mm-hmm. but are for the whole of the, the universe, the cosmos, everything, essentially. Mm. You're literally just putting it out there to to say what yeah. you don't you don't you're not actually saying anything a lot of the time you're just giving something out mm. yeah. or, you know in the, as naturally as breathing or you know in the sort of animal kingdom we were talking about earlier on that the need for for some some kind of primal instinct for an animal like need to mark something yeah just so that you're communicating something from yourself to the wider world. Yeah. Do you think that's an instinct thing? Kind of talk if we're looking at it from a, an animal kind of primal thing. Is it an evolutionary thing that to um, kind of reproduce how we're inbuilt that by making a mark, it's there so that society or that the our race continues in the same way as animal would. I, I expressed that very well. Yeah. No, I think we, I know what you mean though. Um, I. And that's why it feels like we have to it's do it. It's not essential. I think, you know, I mean, it, it feels like it's essential, but obviously, like, reproduction, you know, eating or, mm. you know, all of those things are genuinely yeah. necessary. It's not something that has to be done, but I think that it, it, there's something in humans, yeah, and not just humans, animals also, but, but particularly in humans that they need... They they feel like they just have to be heard in some way or another. Mm. Uh, even if you are the most reclusive person, you know, even if you're really hiding from the world, mm-hmm. there's still some some tiny part potentially that means that you need to to put something out there, mm. and maybe that's in in some kind of mark that you make. Um, so I'm working with Canterbury Cathedral this year on an artist residency starting mm-hmm. in October uh, and finishing next October. Um, and it's all about that lost artwork and okay. ancient graffiti, essentially. Yeah. nice. Which is amazing, you know, really fully getting to research that and work with the archives there at the, uh, the cathedral, mm-hmm. work with professionals who, who this is what they're their life's work is about yeah. finding out why people make graffiti and why they used to mm-hmm. um, 
and how it's changed in its perception yeah. and how much less acceptable it's become. Mm. Did they have the same sort of aim? So what are some of the what are the reasons that people did it historically? And is it the same as why people do it now? And is it just our society of it's not accepted anymore? Or or is there something else? I think um, you were seen by less people mm-hmm. a while back. You know, again, partly social media, that sort of thing is, means that everything you do is, is really seen. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was talking to a, a chap at the cathedral the other day and he was saying that beyond sort of mid-1800s, just before that, essentially carving something into a piece of stone in the cathedral was not unacceptable. People were allowed to do that, really, you know. Not encouraged, not in a kind of, like, definitely scratch your name or whatever into (laughs) this piece of... But it was was not seen as a bad... Bad yeah, thing. and it's so, so much more permanent, isn't it, than absolutely. doing a piece, of, kind of, a piece of graffiti that can be covered up by yeah, something else. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's there. It's, you know, it's 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 not going anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's literally carved in stone. Yeah. So uh, people were able to do that, and people were only in the cathedral during services. So people were carving, uh, essentially, graffiti into mm. the fabric of the building during a service. Yeah. But no one was apparently batting an eyelid, you know. Um, and it's really interesting, particularly with that project, is seeing how graffiti works and it, how, in some ways, it has stayed the same. Mm-hmm. And so there are parts of the cathedral where uh, there is a lot of it and there are generally a bit more hidden away bits. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of... You see that somebody else has made a mark so you can leave a mark there. Mm, yeah. And now you can't. You're not supposed to do that. Don't, don't by any means, <laughs> yeah. carve on don't the cathedral. Don't go graffiti. But, but it's something about the fact that somebody else has done it means that you feel like you can then yeah. become part of that conversation and then it spreads, right? Yeah. So you end up with one tag or whatever out on the street and then it spreads yeah. and somebody else thinks that's okay and then... It takes over. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing from my perspective. You know, that's giving everybody the opportunity to speak. Mm, yeah. There's, it's not about somebody being technically excellent and or, you know, making something beautiful and therefore they're better than mm. somebody who just wants to make a mark. Yeah. They should be almost like equal in their yeah. in their kind of, you know, in, in just being recognised. Mm. Okay, so that that leads on to an interesting kind of topic, doesn't it? Of when you know someone make you make a mark. You know, if we're talking in a street art sense, you make a mark, you tag something, and then someone covers it up. Yeah. And your work is gone. Versus, and, and a similar kind of sense. Okay, someone starts doing this online, or so, you know, the first people who started doing video, and it, you got loads of attention. Oh my god, a video! And now everyone's doing video, and it feels like you have to shout louder and louder and louder to get over the noise. But kind of how how is that actually for for you? If you've put something up, you've created a piece of work, you're really proud of it, and then someone comes along and just does something their own work all over the top of it. I, you have to get over that, essentially, and it's part of moving on in life all the time mm-hmm. is getting rid of what you've just done, yeah. what you've, you've, you've finished it, mm. and you, therefore it's the past. 
and therefore yeah. in order to for, for you to continue and keep making mm -hmm. what's just been done is kind of already irrelevant mm. it's yesterday's news straight away so you can't give it as much love because it's already gone yeah can you, you how do you create because actually you're reminding me of a, of a i remember something i'm thinking about at a level art or something this idea oh, right. of you know when you spend so much time painting like creating something yeah and then going what would it be like like would i still be able to create something that i gave my whole self to my whole ideas and got and was really engrossed in if i was to then come along and either punch a hole in it or like get a load of black paint and just cover it up could i give myself fully to it knowing that it was going to be destroyed is, is there a bit of that do you, do you kind of get less attached to things and I does that affect the work i'm definitely less attached to things but i don't think it affects the work at all mm. i think it's self-preservation mm -hmm. essentially um you know life is has an end mm. in the same way that a piece of artwork has an end yeah you, you still you still love things, you still attach to them in the period of time that they're in existence mm. and the process of life in the same way the process of making a piece of artwork. Yeah. You love that process and you love the end product. Mm. But when it's not there anymore, you can either give up and never make anything again yeah. or you can carry on. Mm. And it's all about trying to carry on. Yeah. It's all about trying to find a way of making yourself do something more to to for yourself mm. and and for for and for the viewer up to a point. Yeah. Have you, do you find your it's that idea and taking that mindset that you must have to do to be able to do that and not get too attached. Does that translate into kind of other areas that you can flow with and be a lot more present to what you're working on now rather than, I guess, being attached to the future or attached to the past? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it definitely means that it's always current, mm. you know. Um, and that, again, it's part of that, that variety of needing to wake up and do something different each day mm -hmm. is that I'm involved in whatever it is that I'm making at the time and I don't really have a lot of thought processes for anything else that's happening outside of that mm. so I'm in this kind of flow state yeah. which again I'm sure that happens in various and all walks of life you get into a state of mind which is all about exactly what's happening at that period of time yeah so my dad who was an illustrator also William Stobbs amazing illustrator or he was keen on this idea that you had like a we called he called it the demon Mm -hmm. the thing that kind of gets into your head or gets into you while you're in this state of being which is completely focused yeah so it's not about what's already done been or it's not about what's going to happen next mm -hmm. it's about what you're making at the time yeah and i think i think i probably i'd like to think i would live like that so picking up on that idea of kind of how much do we evolve versus how much should we i guess once we've found something that works and this is kind of i guess speaking to your creative side in terms of how much should we move through ideas for actually i haven't really worded that but we kind of covered that haven't we yeah up to a point yeah i mean yeah we haven't said it explicitly what we were talking about before but we have no said. we have covered it a little yeah. bit though yeah just by accident, yeah. really, rather than... <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, how your market evolves? 
It's probably good that we paused anyway, because I was thinking, how do we pull this all together? together? What was the other bit? So making your mark, does it have to be positive? And then how your mark evolves? Yeah, I mean, the positive part, maybe. We haven't necessarily covered that. Mm. I'm just trying to think think. how to word it as a question. Uh... Because I think that's really interesting in, in terms of people's social media president presence and their the the way that they kind of sell themselves as a whole thing yeah whether it has to be positive or yeah okay actually i know i can go to that okay okay uh so we're talking about making your mark but i think within that that gives people a lot of freedom to say whatever they want to say they have the right to say but of course sometimes that can come out positive and positive to other people to the audience or sometimes negative and I guess in its nature some people you know well graffiti is illegal but at the same time people love you know a beautiful piece of work Banksy is obviously you know doing very well for himself where's the balance do you think in being able to make your mark it being a human thing we need to do be it you know creatively or in our communication generally um of how much we should go well i don't have a right to be negative and negative against other people versus having something to say yeah um what i say now and what i actually do is probably going to be quite different (laughs) um i think the way that things work now are is that you are highly edited and you're you're able to edit yourself in everything that you do all the time, mm-hmm. and therefore you can say lots of terrible things behind the keyboard and then delete it before mm-hmm. it is seen by the rest of the world. And yeah. you're not allowed that in real conversation. So um, I think also in in artwork, uh, you you do a lot of stuff behind the scenes before the thing is seen by the world. Mm. So you're constantly editing yourself. Yeah. And I think maybe sometimes that means that you're never really allowing people in or allowing the world to see what the mm-hmm. real work is. Yeah. Or the, in terms the of social media. Stuff. Exactly, yeah. the process, but also in, in you know, in, in not just visual arts, in, in anything. You're not, you're not seeing the reality. Mm. You're seeing something that's very, very polished. Yeah. Uh, where you didn't used to necessarily see that mm. you're able to polish everything now to the point where all anything that's kind of not gritty that's a terrible like uh, anything that is unpleasant mm-hmm. or wrong about the way that you say things or the way that you do things is yeah. kind of hidden away yeah and that, I feel that's kind of sad mm. you need to be able to see both you need to be able to offer people the sadness and the grief and the yeah. horror and all of those things mm. in order to for people to really understand what you are. Yeah. But nobody, well, not 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 many people are doing that. Yeah. Do, do you think that's where graffiti often kind of does? Is that where its roots are? Is you know people who've got stuff to say that they maybe can't say another meet, but needs to be said. You know, stuff work can be political or kind of against. It's anti-establishment. In its primary... Yeah, it is for sure. Uh, I mean, this comes in so many guises now. There Mm. are so many possibilities. The the difference between somebody who's just started out in doing street art as opposed to somebody from a 
real graffiti is is massive. Yeah. People yeah. are in it for completely different reasons, uh, and I think again it all boils down to a, a, a need to to make it and the need to do it. Yeah. Uh, more so than even being seen doing it. Mm. Um, with, to get it out of yourself, right? yeah. Whatever that but, thing um, is. With, with with street art, it's now more about consumerism and about making money and about mm. you know turning it into a way of life. It seems like, whereas graffiti is a way of life, but it's not a way of necessarily living. It's not a way of making money. Yeah. Uh, it's they they're just so so completely different. Mm. in the way that they work yeah and the way that they work in different places culturally is is hugely different yeah so the uk i don't you know there's not always as much respect there for old pieces Mm -hmm. as there is in other parts of the world so in italy italy recently and talking to a graffiti artist and they don't touch pieces of artwork you know illegal pieces that have been there for a year, two years, three years, yeah. four years, twenty years, thirty years, then they're held up as history. Well, you know, those yeah. marks have been given reverence, they've been given a, a place, and if you go over that, it's not good. You mm. know, that's massively disrespectful. Yeah. But here that's not how things work. Everything is continually over the top of over something over and there's still history in that. Yeah. If you look deep under, you know, in the thick paint. <laughs> yeah. But it's not it's not treated the same way and it's not kind of given that kind of respect Mm. I don't think yeah do you think there's something to learn in those ideas in kind of like we said taking the graffiti street art idea and applying it to everyday life and our communication and expression that we that we should be considering or learning or more considerate, I guess, stuff online. Like, that's a, always the example, isn't it? That's most people's access because they don't have the skills or ability to go and tag or the inclination. Yeah. But they still have stuff to say. It, well, you're doing it online. I mean, a, a Facebook wall or a Instagram or whatever. Yeah, you it's are, funny, you're, it's you're, called you're, a wall, isn't you, it? Exactly. Yeah. You are tagging a wall. Mm. You're literally, you know... That's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, digitally, essentially, you are saying something. Yeah. And it lasts for... And, it, and someone's going over it all the time. Yeah. It's, it's happening constantly. Yeah. And at a rate that is insanely rapid. Mm-hmm. What you've said happens at the same time as however many hundreds of millions of other people are saying something at the same time. Yeah. And the speed that it disappears is relative to how quickly other other pieces of conversation disappear. Mm. If people are interested in what you're saying, then it exists for a little bit longer, but yeah. still, eventually, yeah. it disappears. And I guess if it's long enough, then it becomes, like you said, in, it was Italy. Yeah, L- it, like becomes it becomes history. history because yeah. it's got enough attention, but if it doesn't get attention quick enough, then boom, it's then gone, it's gone. Like you said. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I yeah. Mean, and we live in that life. You know, we live in a transient existence right now where, yeah. where things are moving at a rate that they, you have to just continue to keep up with it. Mm. Uh, but you don't have to, actually. I say you have to. You don't have to do that. You, yeah. don't, you don't have to be involved in it at all. Yeah. Uh, just in some respects, it kind of it makes things work for you yeah. in some way. 
Would it be, would you say then, I'm trying, I'm kind of drawing this parallel. I love this analogy of your Facebook wall being like a graffiti wall. And mm. yeah, if you, like you said, if you're going to put work out in the public sphere, you've got to be prepared that someone else is going to come along and do the same thing. And they're going to hate Over it. the top of And also they, they, there's every, every chance that they're going to say something that you don't like. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's, a, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. We need to get used to that. I think sometimes we get so caught up in our own bubbles that you, you forget that people disagree with you mm. and have different opinions. Yeah. You and know, uh, and, and we, in some respects, we have to allow that. Yeah. Even though from your side of the world that could be horribly wrong, mm. it's still still relevant in some respects because somebody else feels as strongly in reverse of that yeah. as, as, as you do. Yeah. Um, and I, so I'm saying all of this, but I, you know, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody else on, on hating things that people say. Some of the things that people say online and, and in real world mm. are just unnecessary and yeah. brutal and, and, come up against everything that I believe in but that's not to say they shouldn't be allowed to say it yeah yeah I really like I'm really getting this kind of take home for me anyway and, and hope for listeners as well of you know it's, it, using particularly social media but I know you can apply it to anything social media of it's public and not getting like you were saying about not getting attached to your work if it's going out on a wall for example hmm publicly anyone else can come and say what they want can come and do what they want to it and that's fine but not getting attached to it and the same with social media maybe we get too attached to what's going out whereas if we learn to like just be just be present to the process but don't get too hung up on the future or the past because like i said it's gone just like a tag or a piece of work could be gone absolutely it, yeah i mean it, it is continually moving mm. and if you're not continually moving then then there's something wrong. You're, yeah. you're, you know, we talked about it earlier on in terms of work, when people regurgitate and make, they get their thing, the one thing that's going to make it all work for them, and then they just do it over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Imagine if you were doing that, you know, on social media or, whatever, or like in something that you said, mm. essentially writing the same sentence again, but with a slightly different yeah. enunciation on yeah. the way that it's said or whatever. You yeah. know, how... How much of a soul killer is that? Is yeah. that like it's not allowing you to progress or move on? Mm. You're stuck yeah. in the past, essentially. Then I think you're, yeah. you're not allowing yourself to move. Yeah, definitely. So, what would you say then would be your take home? With that in mind, your take home for people um, listening of of a way of approaching making your mark, but also being able to evolve that mark. I mean, it works differently for everybody, right? I'm not going to tell anybody how to how to live their lives, yeah. you know. But if, for, from my perspective, you 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 need to continue to challenge yourself and mm-hmm. move on and do something else all of the time, uh, just to see what the possibilities are. Yeah. Because it is there is a point where there aren't any possibilities left. Mm-hmm. Uh, either that's the end of your existence or you know where you just completely dry up and you've yeah. just got no ideas left yeah that's a possibility right yeah so if you've got them use them in that moment in time carry on using them keep expressing yeah for sure okay absolutely greg it's been awesome chatting to you good to chat to you too uh thank you very much for bringing the topic of making your mark if people want to see your marks 
Yeah. Where can they find you online? All over the place. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm split into squirrel art, which is what I work under uh, doing more street art, graffiti type work, and Greg Stobbs illustration. So it's Instagram squirrel art or Instagram Greg Stobbs illustration. And my website is www.squirrelart.org. I like that. It was Make sure the, it's .org, just, okay. to, just to clarify, not .com. Okay. Dot I like that you go through the www, so you've got time to go, what is the website yeah, again? Yeah, exactly, for sure. Just slow things down It's a always bit. the question that throws everyone at the end. Yeah. What's, your, what's your social handles? And they go, oh, wait, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest question yeah, of the Yeah, just say a lot of Ws, and then yeah, you'll yeah, get it in the end. Eventually it'll come out. So. We'll put it in the description anyway. Yeah, wicked. So, Greg, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> A big thanks for listening to The Big Ideas Show. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, comment and review. Featured supporter, Bullfish Glass Services are bespoke high-end glass manufacturers offering outstanding quality and service to help you bring your construction or interior design ideas to life. They share our vision and values of giving people the opportunity to learn, grow and discover their eureka moment.